0: and i'm kim welcome to season 4 episode 3 of the massive fans book club podcast Woo-woo! this week we will be covering chapters 8 through 12 in crescent city house of earth and blood by sarah j mass this is the beginning of part 2 of the book so you ready
1: <laughs> uh, yeah like it is so weird like uh, uh, okay so like we were talking about like before we started recording we were talking about how like in a way this is an easy section to record because it like kind of moves pretty quickly it's not like a ton of pages it's not a ton of plot points it's really like clearly setting up for like the next set of stuff we're gonna do you know what I mean so like it's easy because of that but that also makes it hard because I feel like this episode is a lot of like "Mm -hmm, yeah and then like some pages happen and some shit is said and uh, it doesn't really matter moving on um (laughs) are like really sparse and like condensed wherever they exist so like right away like on the first page of this section I have like four notes and then I have like a bunch of pages with no notes you know what I mean yeah, and
0: then okay. I have like six
1: notes in like two pages and then I have like no notes <laughs>
0: it's, really, it's really easy to kind of explain what's happening so the good news is this should be a nice short episode unless we go off on a rant about something
1: I only have one Sorry. rantable I feel like well maybe two rantables <laughs>
0: We'll try not to have this drag on too long. I know our last two episodes were longer than we intended. So our our gratitude is is there for your sticking with us.
1: <laughs> and on that note, uh housekeeping. Uh obviously, first off, this podcast is not for little ears.
0: <laughs> no. Nope oh no this book is definitely mm -mm, no (laughs) to
1: to keep from going on a third rantable so early i will not go on the rantable about how a certain crazy uh elected official in our state is trying to fucking ban Akamath. and all i can think every time i see the headline is this dumbass clearly never saw crescent city on a shelf
0: yeah Clearly.
1: Like he's so fucking worried about Akamath, but he clearly did not bother to Google like Sarah J. Mass first and be like, hmm, are there any other books that she's written? Like, why would you pick one in the middle of a series? Like, I just nothing about it makes any sense.
0: I agree. But But yeah. I'm just
1: saying that if you were gonna pick a book and you picked this one, at least you'd have a slightly better leg to stand on. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> stupid is a stupid does. I'm sorry, I did say that, yes. Yeah.
1: But anyway, sorry, that wasn't really a part of the housekeeping, but it feels like it is. <laughs>
0: it feels it's like okay.
1: housekeeping, this podcast is not for little ears, also not for that one select dumbass running for the government. Anyway.
0: <laughs> God save us all, people. Um, so back to today's scheduled programming. Uh, right. Thank you all for your understanding last week as COVID hit both of our houses. In fact, yeah. Kelsey's house is on the recovery side and it hit my house this past weekend. And right now my mom is the only one down with it. So the good news is me, my husband and my kiddo are are knocking on wood that we're all good. We keep testing negatives. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> good Lord. Um but anyway, we appreciate you allowing us to get healthy because actually Kelsey got quite sick. Her husband was very sick, and the baby got sick. So
1: I know we all got sick. It took us down like one by one. <laughs> and then about the time I thought everybody was better, I got it. So then I was like, Kim, we can't record.
0: <laughs> Poor Kelsey, I felt so bad, you guys. Um, we do want to thank you for all of our love and the listens, the follows, your yeah. comments on the socials, which will be in our show notes. Please keep it up. We do appreciate it.
1: Faux show, faux show. Um, so yeah, like just to kick off, like getting into this one. As a reminder, last episode, we had the Crescent City version of Law & Order. We had like Law & Order Faye Unit going. I definitely, don't worry, it's going to come back in this section. I thought maybe it was over, but it's not.
0: <laughs> Actually, my, my my gut was like, this is kind of like, a, we've gone from from lo, Law & Order Faye Unit to CSI Faye Unit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I kind of, mm -hmm, you know what, you ain't wrong. Yeah, yeah, you ain't wrong. Um,
0: It's kind of like CSI, well, the near unit, really, because it can't be Faye, because it's not just Faye.
1: You got a point there. I like it. I like it. But anyway, Bryce was being interrogated by members of the 33rd Legion regarding the death of Danica and her entire pack. It was, like, a lot. And basically, they were trying to go through, like, what was that demon that killed them? Um, we don't really know. And <laughs> after being released, Bryce visited the Underking in the Bone Quarter to make a deal on Danica's behalf, even though she was not welcome at the Sailing for Danica and the Pack of Devils. That was that part yeah. where it was, like... A- Yeah, that was like that part where it was like two pages and I was like constantly like, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but it seems really sad. Um, (laughs) So if you remember remember that part (laughs) where I was constantly like, so this is like an Underworld River stick situation. Mm -hmm. And Kit was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, then why didn't we just say that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, anyway, that pretty much brings us back up to speed. That was uh, quick and to the point. Uh,
0: so yeah, Kim, wanna get off part two? Sure. So, part two is called The Trench. It took me a while to realize, I now know why they're called, the sections are called what they are. Oh, Because you, it kind of gets explained in this, these four chapters, in these five chapters. Fair. Where they talk about the different levels of hell. True, and true princes of hell and each level yeah. has its own name and one is you know the trench one is the pit one is the cat right. the abyss the cavern all of that so anyway that I don't I haven't figured out exactly why we're doing that but that is where we are
1: <laughs> but that is what we're doing
0: <laughs> I, I at least I, hey I'm happy I at least made that connection because you know school's ending and my child is making me crazy <laughs>
1: Kim's like my brain is not on his a game
0: <laughs> no no it is not I'm I, I, 17 days of school and I'm telling you guys I just want to get my kid through it without like having to you know without too many know, tears <laughs> from either of us yes <laughs> sad but true so um anyway section t- uh, part two chapter 8 and it starts off and you find out the 22 months have passed. Almost two years have passed since Danica was killed. That horrible, terrible night. Poor Bryce.
1: So, so like, just to throw this out there, I thought this when I first read it. I was like, think about it like this. 22 months is basically the length of time when, like, March 2020 COVID started and everything shut down. Literally until the New Year's Eve of 2022. Like, it says 22 months later, but that didn't really happen.
0: (laughs) Exactly it's it is very weird it's because I mean literally if the first seven chapters hadn't happened you could start the book right here
1: you literally could which is so weird to me like that is such a weird way to write (laughs) but anyway whatever it's fine um carry on basically one of my rantables is like right now so don't worry we're gonna get through one of my rantables rather quickly (laughs)
0: So chapter 8 is 22 months later and it opens up and Bryce is back at the White Raven. Hmm. Um, and it literally starts off, she's been, she's stumbling out of the bathroom with a lion shifter nuzzling her neck. Apparently they've been doing the dirty in the bathroom. There's a bright choice. Um, anyways. <laughs> okay. Still being a party girl. We get it. Um, She's like, I have a meeting I have to go to, and it's you know across the bar. So it's in in the White Raven, but it's up in the VIP section, right? And so this shifter is all pissy because she's like, gotta go to my meeting, and then he's like, well I can't pay you,
1: and she's like mentally she's like, wait what? Lol, okay,
0: <laughs> and then she's like, it's okay, honey, it's on the house.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, really funny, but also, like... What?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. It's horrible. It's crazy. So I just thought it was really funny. The the moment just kind of cracked me up. I was like, well, um, okay, then.
1: Well, and we'll get into it in a second. Like, my rantable really comes in in a second because of a different character who says something where I'm just like, okay, guys. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) But I just... I just want to stop for a second and tell you that my post-it note says, okay, real talk, I have no interest in a lion shifter. Like, no shame if you do, but that is not my thing. Kim, is it your thing? Because it's not my thing. Nope. <laughs> like, all I could think Ooh. of was, like, Simba in pants. <laughs> I was like, this is not a good look. <laughs> I think I'm having trouble understanding that, okay, I think I'm having trouble understanding the whole shifter concept, because, like, in my brain, like, maybe I'm an idiot, guys, I might be an idiot, but in my brain, the way a shifter works is, like, I is human, and then I is wolf, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my brain doesn't really comprehend the concept that there's, like, ooh, or I could just stop somewhere fucking in between.
0: (laughs) I don't think in this world they can do partial shifts
1: so that's what i'm confused about though that is what i am confused about so like is the fact that he's a lion shifter just a just a fact about him kind of like the
0: fact about him
1: like he played like it would be the same thing as saying the rugby player because like if that is the case then i guess i don't care then i guess like you do you whatever but there was something weird and now of course did i mark it or like write it down no there was something weird in the description that made me go, oh, God, no, wait. did Like,
0: was he? Well, I mean, so each shifter type, one, I mean, she is half-faced, so she can scent them. And they're going to have different scents. But the other thing that I find interesting, because if I think of a lion shifter, I'm going to think they're going to have, like, golden blonde hair. Yeah. And they will probably have amber eyes. or. Well- Topaz, you know, like light brown or, you know, a golden pipeline. I,
1: I think now that we're talking about it, maybe it is less weird. The problem is, is how this description got put in. I just found it. And this is why, like, now upon this conversation... I can now see that saying he's a lion shifter is a little bit like saying he's a rugby player. Like he's not fucking playing rugby right now, like you know yeah. what I mean. But he is a rugby player, so I guess that's a little less weird. But you can you can understand why my brain was like, huh? Because the way he's described is literally like the lion the whole fucking time. So he's described as the golden haired lion. So my brain is like, okay. And then later she says, uh, boopity do. Um, his cheekbones were unreal. Okay,
0: golden <laughs> well, eyes. Uh-huh.
1: I don't remember that. Uh, I'm reading through real quick. I think it's also because she did the thing that like Sarah J. always does, where she said he like growled or roared at her or some shit, yeah. and so like. If individually these pieces are just like facts like he's blonde he has good facial structure you know what i mean but if you're gonna keep yeah. referring to him namelessly as the lion your brain is gonna come up with simba and pants <laughs> you know what i mean so like i feel yeah. like it, like it did us a disservice because it kept getting described in a way that made me be like is he a fucking lion right now like what is he So, okay, I guess I feel a little bit better realizing that probably he wasn't actually, like, in his lion state at the moment, but, yeah, it still seemed fucking weird.
0: I mean, my guess is he probably has long, blonde hair. It's probably thick. Yeah. Which I'm totally jealous about. Um.
1: <laughs> I know, it sounds like he's got good cheekbones like I just yeah like can I have those things for me like I'm not really yeah. interested in those things for somebody else I'd rather just have them for me for me
0: you know. exactly um, the only other thing that I could think of where there could be a similarity and why she brings it up the way she does is um, he could be hugged like what yeah yeah I'll <laughs> leave it at that if you've ever been to the zoo go yeah. check out the lion dead That's all I'm going to say. Lions and tigers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something about this was just described kind of whack. And I was like, this came off so much weirder than it needed to.
0: (laughs) Well, exactly. And I guess that's why I'm like, I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, like
1: now (laughs) upon this deep dive into this, I think you and I kind of have our answer. But I just feel like on your first read through, you're just like, And I do think it's the referring to him specifically as like the lion, not like the lion shifter. You know what I'm saying? Right, right,
0: right. I think
1: think that was the failure to communicate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Carry on because then
1: she meets somebody else. And the thing she says, I don't know if you have this highlighted. If you don't, I'll say it when we get there. But then I have this thing highlighted that cracked me the hell up with this next person. So carry on.
0: Okay. Well, she does acknowledge as she's walking over to <clears throat> the VIP section. Sure, sure. That, you know, she she won't look at the booth that she was in two years ago with Juniper and Fury. And, you know, because she's like, you know, Juniper is too busy. I, I find this, con- what she says is interesting. It's, you know, yeah. her internal monologue. And she says, not Juniper, who is too busy these days for more than the occasional brunch. And certainly not Fury, who didn't bother to take her calls or answer messages or even visit this city. Uh, So it's like the only two other friends she really had, because we know at the end of Chapter 7 that even ethan didn't want anything to do with her sure whatever the reason and i don't get why ethan is blaming her i just that part is the part i don't understand yeah
1: that part doesn't make any sense to me and then i'm also a little confused about the characterization of fury because to, to from based on what i feel like we were told about her i i don't know that this is terribly out of character
0: i would agree Like I
1: think Fury's just like this. I think she's that friend that is your friend when she's in town, and then you don't fucking talk to her when she's not in town. You know what I mean?
0: Well, considering she's a mercenary... Right. It it makes sense. I mean, you're not gonna want people involved.
1: Okay, Kim, I did not spend any time on this. Uh, I already forgot what Fury supposedly looks like. Any chance she's our mercenary from? (laughs)
0: no um actually the theory is that, that especially once you get through book two um <clears throat> they, they say she's very reminiscent in her looks of Amarin
1: gotcha 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 Colby's got it
0: so I, was just I don't curious. know for sure but that's <laughs> that's how she's described
1: maybe she knows the, the unknown mercenary
0: <laughs> maybe who knows <laughs> I don't know. Who
1: the hell knows? Anyway, sorry, carry on. My we point. said this was going to be short, and now we just talked for 20 minutes about lion shifters.
0: <laughs> sorry. Well, it does get interesting, because she does, so Bryce gets up to the VIP lounge, and the, the bouncers or the guards that are, you know, guarding the right. VIP lounge, she notes are jaguar shifters.
1: Right, right. I was just like, damn, what a weird club.
0: Mm-hmm. Very but At the same time, her client was already seated at the far end of the bar, his dark suit tight over his bulky frame, long black hair slicked back to reveal a sharp, boned face and inky eyes. Maximus Tertian Two hundred-year-old vampire, unwed and unmated, son of Lord Cedrian, richest of the Pangeran vamps, and the most monstrous, if rumor was to be believed. Known for filling bathtubs with the blood of human maidens in this frosty mountain keep, bathing in their youth. Ew. Yeah. This yeah. guy sounds like a real charmer, doesn't he? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, and he sure tries to put the charm on, and it's her response that makes me crack up. Like, her mental note. It's, oh my god, so funny.
0: It is, it's awesome. Anyway, they're doing a deal because apparently she's very proud of herself because she managed to get this guy to buy a bust of some very old, an ancient bust of an old, well-known famous vampire. And, um, but she'd been able to get him to do it by paying. I think he paid like an obscene amount of money for it, like more than it was way more than it was worth. And she got him to do it. And it was just really funny. She's all proud of herself for this
1: yeah later later something it doesn't really matter because it's in this section later it comes out like not right here but it's still in this section later it comes out that like this isn't even like a thing like he did not need to pay this much he could have just come to the fucking gallery but he basically gets his rocks off by pretending this is some sort of underhanded deal yes (laughs) which is hilarious because i have a note like on the next page during this conversation where i literally say wait is this even legal (laughs) Right,
0: I know he's a total. Because she literally
1: yeah. was like, "Oh, like I was trying to get like send out feelers to find like potential buyers and like taunting them mm-hmm. with a the chance to buy a rare artifact." Blah, blah blah. I was like, "Is she like fucking like stealing from the gallery and selling it?" But like, it turns out like no, she just basically realized that like some freaks are into this.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which actually, I think is pretty astute of her.
1: I agree. But I feel like, once again, like, small rantable. That wasn't on my list of rantables, so I'll try to keep it short. But you and I talked offline about how, like, I feel like this book was written in an awkward format because all of that comes out in, like, two, like, later in this section, like, two chapters Mm -hmm. from now. I wish it had come out as it was happening because instead I spent two chapters being like, this bitch is weird. Like... Is she doing something illegal? Like, did she not learn the first fucking time? Like, I really right. opened this section and thought, oh my god, two, 22 months have passed and Bryce didn't learn a damn thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. And like, she did, I, I don't know.
1: but it's presented in a weird way that makes you think she did. You know what I'm saying?
0: It, it is. There's some random stuff. Like, before you actually even really get into the interaction between her and, and Tertian, you get in, she goes off on this whole thing because apparently there's some... Some veneer down there having a party for her for her drop, you know, and you know with her first light and the whole bit, and and you get this whole kind of rant that that Bryce goes off on about what she was going to do and what Danica was going to do, right? And, and she's like all pissy and bitter, and I get it, but it's just it seems kind of strange. Like it seems well, really it, out of place. Like, I would have rather I would have rather her do that. Like she could come out of that bathroom with that lion. The, the lion shifter. Sure, sure. Gone on this rant and then gone upstairs. Like, the right. fact that she's already upstairs when, when it happens, like, just...
1: I agree. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. It, it, it sets Bryce up to be... It's like the opposite of like the Feyre problem. Like Feyre is a little bit of that character. Like I forget what you call what like a Mary Sue where it's like she can't she's perfect you know and it's like Mm -hmm. oh like somehow she's never done this but she does it right the first time. I feel like we do the fucking opposite with Bryce which is like we set like I feel like her character is being set up for me to just think she's an idiot which is like like maybe an interesting choice for a writer Mm -hmm. you know to make your main character like not all that like reliable and likable, but on the other hand, it's also a really good way to make people put your fucking book down!
0: Right. No, I agree. It's <laughs> very weird. It's, it's so weird.
1: But anyway, yeah, but, so Lawrence, I mean, get, she does have some good moments, because yeah, so like, they're talking and he's being fucking weird.
0: Yeah. Well, the whole description about the drop, like, you actually find out what the drop is, how it happens, oh, what happens, yeah. like, you go, she goes into all this detail. It's great, but again, we could have used it in a different place. Not right here, but whatever. Well, the thing um, is, is the,
1: the format of it is weird. So, like, they meet it and then she, like, the reason her brain goes off on this weird tangent
0: is she sees the party downstairs. Well,
1: she sees the party downstairs, but I think it's also because she's trying to avoid fucking talking to him because this is the part I loved, where, where yeah. like, when they were first setting this up, and I was like, is this fucking illegal? Because she's being all like, you know, I was looking for you know somebody to buy this, blah, 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 and he's all like, your employer might have a gallery full of art, but you're the true masterpiece. Like, it's so fucking weird and uncomfortable. And in her head, mm-hmm. she goes uh and so he says um your employer might have a gallery full of art but you were the true masterpiece and she thinks oh please and then she ducks her head and she says you say that to all the girls like she's playing along and he says only the mouth-watering ones and then her response in her head cracked me the hell up she goes an offer for how this night could end if she wanted being sucked and fucked and she didn't bother to inform him she'd already had that particular lean scratch minus the sucking she liked her blood where it was thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> and all i could think was like wow see, right but all i could think was wow see really to each their own
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: like wow that also does not apply and does not appeal to me so far we have seen a lot of things that personally do not appeal to me but i'm fascinated that they appeal to other people so that's nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: That conversation that kind of leads her brain to wander because he's still like ogling her, and she's like, mm, "Look at the party downstairs."
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's just still a weird, really long, awkward. Like it it's is. long. It's it's really too long. It's, so, like, it's
1: too long. I agree because it's three pages. Like in the in the physical book, it's three pages.
0: It's about the same in my nook, and I just I, I'm like, okay, whatever, people. I mean, again, I find that this all would have been much more. Interesting and useful, somewhere else. Somewhere else, preferably earlier. So,
1: give us the quick rundown of the drop, so that then I can read you my hilarious note.
0: You're actually going to make me do that? Okay, give me a sec. No,
1: just oh, well, you want me to do it because I can. I already have my highlights on like the only two sentences I think that fucking matter.
0: (laughs) It's interesting because apparently there's terror involved with the drop, which I get because of the way it is described. Sure. Um. I, this description I found was interesting because um, she's like, what most people tried to focus on is the party, the fun side on um, after the fact, rather than the sheer terror of the drop itself. But it was a necessary right because the first light grid's power was generated by the pure, undiluted light each Vayner admitted while making the drop. And it was only during the drop that the flash of first light appeared raw, unfiltered magic. It could heal and destroy and do everything in between. And I think that's interesting to find out that you literally have to drop to, to, to generate that kind of magic. It's right. weird. Like, it's a weird way for me to understand the magic system.
1: Well, right. So that's, like, the quick, like, so there's that. And then she goes into, like, some more fucking hullabaloo. And then she says that, like... This was the part where I was like, okay, this one sentence kind of works for me, but then we went on for like six more paragraphs and I was like, wait, the fucking what? The drop was the easy part falling into one's power, but once the bottom was reached, one's mortal body expired, and then the clock began counting down.
0: Right. So You have six minutes to get back up into your body. Your right. soul has six minutes to get back and up then, into And there's your a body. whole
1: thing about like that's why you have to like do it with another person because that person well, has to be Yeah.
0: Right. And they say it's why anchors were usually family, parents or siblings or trusted friends. Right. Someone who wouldn't leave you stranded. Um, The six minutes are called the search and that during that time you face the very depths of your soul. But beyond that, there was no hope of survival. So if you were down in the drop for more than six minutes, you were gone. Right. You died. Um, But it, it says, only upon making the ascent and reaching the threshold back to life, brimming with new power, that immortality was attained. The aging process slowed to a glacial drip and the body rendered near indestructible as it was bathed in all that ensuing first light. So bright it could blind the naked eye. And at the end of it, when the drop center's sleek energy panels had siphoned off that first light, all any of them were left with to mark the occasion was a mere pinprick of that light in a bottle a pretty souvenir.
1: So basically my problem with this (laughs) is that my exact note says this sounds like a complicated and mildly unnecessary way of like powering your power grid. And I just felt like I wanted to know, like, so wait a minute, wait a minute. That's how it fucking works in Crescent city what does Valaris use? Like, we probably should ask Reese, like, how he uses his renewable resources because I feel like Valaris is not fucking going through this bullshit and it seems to have electricity. So, like, what are we doing?
0: I agree. I don't know.
1: But my favorite thing was actually what I said to you yesterday, <laughs> which I said I feel like it's unnecessary and awkward and it's, like, asking a lot because it sort of feels like it's asking, like, hey, like, I know you're in the middle of, like, this really, like, terrible, like, trial to, like, live forever basically. Um, mm-hmm. that's great. While you do that, would you mind donating to our power grid? It's like <laughs> it just I I said it sort of gives off the same energy as like, hey, like I know you're here to buy tampons, but do you think like we could round your change up and donate it to like the service dogs of the moon charity? Like <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> I just feel like it's really weird. It's like, hey, while you're down there, I know you only have six minutes, but do you mind if we use all this excess energy for our capitalistic gains? Like, what the
0: fuck? Well, yeah. But here's the other part. I, I'm i kind of creeped out that they siphon it off, because here's the thing. If they right. siphon it off, what are they doing with it? Yes, they're powering the power grid, Right. Why, why are people willing why are people willing to have their power siphoned away from them? I mean, how much power are people losing when it happens?
1: I mean, I don't mean to be like one of those crazy people. Don't get me wrong, I donate to stuff all the time, but it's the same concept to me as all those things where you like donate at Safeway when you round your change up. Because at the end of the day, like it occurred to me a few years ago and I read a thing about it and I was like, it makes sense. It's kind of crazy that instead of like writing your own donation check, you donate to that, because then Safeway gets to claim it's their donation, but they used your money. Right. So like to me it's the same thing. It's like the same sleazy concept where they're like, well you're emitting this power en- anyway. They probably made it sound like it was dangerous that it had to go somewhere. So they were like, oh, we'll put it into the power grid. And everybody was like, right. well, I mean that makes more sense than just letting it like set the fucking walls on fire. So <laughs> people were just like, yeah, sure. And now, you know, yeah, like what are they actually doing with it though? Yeah, I don't know. It feels like a really weird
0: it's weird very strong. Concept. But if you have read Throne of Glass, there are some similarities at times the way it's described into other things, so I will leave it at that description. Those of you that have read, you will know what I'm talking about, and for everybody else, we'll... I'm just
1: saying... You'll learn it when we read. It's really feeling like Crescent City represents America and Valaris is like fucking any fucking, like, Scandinavian country that has their shits together and, like, uses windmills.
0: Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) Even though even though Crescent City has better technology. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it still feels like the same capital bullshit.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Anyway, carry on.
0: Anyway, so going back to this deal with Tertian, he finally slides over a, a little folio with the check in it for an obscene amount of money. And... Um... Bryce is like you know it's been a pleasure doing business with you she's trying to get the hell out of Dodge she actually wants to go home and she's decided she wants to go home and climb into bed and snuggle with Syrinx which is kind of cute because remember Syrinx is a chimera and he's described more on the doggy side of life so he's kind of like a pet dog anyway Tertian is suddenly like you're leaving like you're going away so soon and that's when he does the whole you know It'd be a shame for a pretty thing like you to leave when I was about to order a bottle of Syrah, which I guess is like Dom or something. Cristal, you know, I mean, really, first of all, I'm not a big champagne drinker, so it really doesn't mean a damn thing to me. But it's a way to show off how much money he has. Right. And then he infers, and this is this is the part that just pisses me off about him, what an asshole he is. Because then he says to her, for what I paid your boss, I think some perks came with this deal. The
1: yeah, yeah, and like, I hate that. I hate him. He's like the worst kind of human. On the other hand, I am yes. kind of confused because I'm not really sure why she thought he wasn't going to like it's funny because this also comes up later in this section where basically she gets questioned and somebody says that like, well, like don't like, was he different? Like, how did you guys even meet to make this deal? And she was like, Oh, we only ever talked prior, like prior to meeting, we'd only talked over email and they're like, okay. But like, was his like, you know, reaction, like the way he treated you weird to you. And she was like, no, not particularly. It's pretty much exactly what I expected. So like I find this, kind of annoying because I feel like she should have been on her guard a little more like I'm not excusing his behavior but if you're basically going to go into making it seem like you're selling underhanded art like under the table like if you know what I mean like if you're going to do shady deals in shady places like please show up armed (laughs)
0: I mean, it feels like like a mob deal. It really does.
1: It does, which is why I was like, I'm confused. So she did expect this or she did not expect it? Like, it's very odd because it's like she mentally expected it but did not prepare at all.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm really not. I think she thought she'd be able to walk away that he wasn't going to be quite the ass that he was. Yeah. So I I was
1: like, man, like, I feel bad for her, but I also feel like you didn't come with a knife or something. I definitely would have shown up with, like a
0: knife. <laughs> well, honestly, in some ways, I think it's a good thing that they were out in public because it does provide her a safety net of witnesses.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Versus if, meet, they
0: had, God help it, if they Facebook had your Facebook Marketplace
1: met, buyers, <laughs> your Craigslist buyers in public. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean, and you know that's why it's like because if this had happened at the at the gallery, yeah. Lily would be there. Yeah, Syrinx would be there, but would they be able to get to her to help her? And if Jessica's not in the building, who's going to stop this guy? Yeah,
1: probably Yeah, not.
0: Jessica can see, but that doesn't mean she can do anything. Yeah. So, I, I, that's my other part of it. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, he gets very handsy with her. He doesn't want to let her leave. He gets right. very possessive, and he's all like, you know, I like chasing my prey. Right, and then all of a sudden, as she's trying to get away, and she's told him, "You know, take your hands off, leave me alone." U T
1: F O, yeah.
0: And all of a sudden, the entire V I P section goes so quiet you could hear a pin (laughs) drop. And as Bryce says, it's a sure sign that some bigger, badder predator had prowled in. Good, (laughs) because it'll take everybody's attention. Uh-huh. including tertians so she can get away. And sure enough, it took his attention and she was able to step back and, and get her out of his grip and everything. And so she finally turns over to look to see who it is. And I love how it's described. A dark-haired female stalked up to the other end of the bar, looking right at her. She tried not to groan, and not the way she groaned with that lion shifter. <laughs> I know I thought that was funny too. Well, something tells me this isn't someone we're happy to see. No. And you know, the vampire's still trying to be really possessive. It's just like, uh, no. <laughs> N- uh-uh. And Bryce is like, that's my cousin. Relax. Yeah. So, we all now know Rune Danon is the one who walked into the VIP section. He has
1: entered the building.
0: He has. Sexy Rune. And, uh... Anyway, but... Because of this, Tertian really is like... He realizes he has totally lost any opportunity he thought he had. Right. Gone. Go bye-bye. He, he gets all pissy when she leaves him to go over to her cousin. Right. And, um... It's just funny, because then, of course, I I love the description here. She's like, if anyone had known Rune was her brother, well, technically her half-brother, no male would ever go near her. But thankfully, the world thought he was just her cousin, and she was glad to keep it that way.
1: Which is where Um, I say, that's when I made my note where I was like, are we stupid? Does SJM think we fucking forgot? We already had this conversation like three chapters ago. What
0: the fuck? Exactly. We know for a fact that they are siblings.
1: Like we already know this. Are we, do we have to introduce him that way every single fucking
0: time? Exactly. It's so like, bizarre.
1: It's so weird. I mean, but anyway, then they have a couple pages of like some fun stuff. I mean, you could go into his little deep yes. as much or I'm as little detail you want, but yeah. I'm not
0: going to. Um, anyway, but Rune Room does greet her, and I love his greeting because it is just funny, and I want to read it. Yes. He goes, "Still happy playing the slutty secretary, I see." I know like well that set shit up didn't it anyway they're doing their whole thing and Bryce is like why are you here apparently she finds out that her brother is buddies with the club owner Rizzo they play poker together yay
1: Basically, he's just here to be on cleanup duty and basically be like, hey, like heard there might be a small issue with, you know, yeah. you and that asshole over there. So I thought I'd show up. And then also, by the way, please don't get yourself in any more fucking trouble than necessary. We're like kind of busy right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And oh, by the way, dear darling, daddy sends you a message, Yeah. which is the Autumn King wants you to lie low. The summit meeting is in just over a month. And He wants any loose cannons tied down. Which, right. yeah, I mean, I get Bryce can be a bit of a loose cannon, but at the same time, really, that's a really shitty thing to do.
1: I mean, it. I mean, I hate to say it, like it is and it isn't, and I think that's what I find so weird about how this book is written. Like, I like on paper, I agree. I'm like, yeah, that's a shitty thing to do. But then on the other hand, like with the things we know about her, I'm like, I hate to say it, I sort of fucking get it. Like,
0: I, I mean, I do. It's just. <laughs> gee dad you couldn't have found a better way to handle this
1: I mean I agree but it is cute because then there's like a whole moment where she's like since when does like our father give a shit about me basically and Rune's basically like nobody fucking said he did but like I kind of do you asshole like it kind of comes off like that yeah. where it's like okay but I care a little so
0: <laughs> <Like> <laughs> well and and because of it you know he Rune does say you know I haven't seen him this worked up since two years ago whoops You know what happened two years ago. So she gets so upset, she actually shatters the glass that she's holding of rather, by the way. She's only drinking sparkling water. She's not having alcohol.
1: Right. Which, again, like, is interesting and uh, an interesting fact that could have been used earlier on in this chapter to set up the fact that, like, the problem is, is by finding this out now, you go, oh, wow. So she's sober. She was doing this deal, like, on purpose. Like, this deal isn't, or like, later you find out the deal isn't her hand, and you're like, wow, I literally fucking pictured this wrong, because I assumed she was drunk, and that's why she was doing the lion in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Right. But then that makes right. even less sense, because then you're like, wait, she was sober and randomly doing the lion in the bathroom. Now I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Like, I don't know. It just feels like some of these facts don't totally paint a picture that makes a whole lot of sense
0: one plus one was not equaling two
1: yeah but they do have a I hysterical conversation like they when do. she's getting ready to leave they do <laughs> where it's like where's your coat and she's like I didn't bring one and he's like it's barely spring and she goes it's a good thing I have my alcohol sweater on
0: <laughs> I know it's great knowing she's stone sober like
1: i know i know but it's still so funny i was like a man why didn't i know that one in college by alcohol sweater like,
0: <laughs> yeah the things we do to make sure we all looked cute it oh had to be God. really really cold for us to be wearing coats when we went what? out yeah I'm, I'm talking about i mean it could have been cold like it had to either be below freezing and like oh, yeah. not even below freezing, like below zero or there had to be like snow and ice going on because right i went to college in the mountains That's so right. for us it was a uh, is there winter weather happening because yeah. <laughs> yeah. if not fuck it we're leaving the coat <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly too funny but I don't know their conversation is just cute because like I said he, you know there's kind of an aspect yeah. of him being like well I sort of give a shit about you and then he like talks her off the ledge when she like busts her glass when he accidentally right. brings up two years ago when she loses it and then he's like did you bring a sweater and she's like okay mom and it's just really cute and I just want to say that like basically I just find it fascinating that we're like eight chapters into a book and I like pretty much like Rune five times more than I like Bryce, but Bryce is the main character, so this is kind of going to be a problem. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I will say, Br- Rune is definitely a, um, a fan favorite.
1: Yeah. Well, this book could be from his perspective and I'd probably enjoy it a little more, but that's beside the point.
0: <laughs> True. Though <So laughs> you do get some chapters from his perspective, but that's a different story. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, she... You know, Runes decided he's going to play Big Brother protector and right. walk her home by following her. Right. But whatever. He wants to make sure she gets home safe, which yeah. actually is kind of sweet.
1: I know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I kind of like him better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I love it, because she's like, when Bryce reached the glass and marble lobby of her building, Marin, the earth sign shifter behind the front desk, an earth sign meaning he's a bear shifter. <laughs> Dude must be huge huge like I had to sit there the first time I read I was like why does that sound like why can't I oh yeah yeah and then I was like oh 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 he's a bear shifter oh so me two years ago I was trying to figure out what the fuck and then I figured it out and I was like oh god I'm an idiot that's funny but you know anyway the dude must be huge I mean he must be like hulking huge um, because you can't imagine a small guy being a bear shifter yeah just yeah. just the thought it doesn't make sense to me um anyway she waves at rune who's leaning against the lamppost watching her go right she goes into her apartment and as she gets into her apartment finally and syrinx is like let me out of my cage i want food i want pets yeah she's like i don't want to even deal with this but she goes i know if i don't turn the lights on my brother will be up here in three minutes and even the, the doorman isn't going to be able to stop him. Right. I'm like, poor, poor girl. Right. So they, they get up there. She turns him on and I love it. The last sentence kills me. She's like, with a sigh, Bryce kicked off her heels, unhooked her bra at last and went to the, went to let the little beast out of his cage.
1: And long story short, all that matters in the big old description of her apartment is basically that it's a nice apartment that was paid for
0: uh, by Danica. Danica. So it was paid for by Danica, and it was left to her in Danica's will.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so I she thought that was so. That. Really That's where she's been living
1: since her place was yeah.
0: draft. Yeah. So for two years, she's living in an apartment paid for by Danica. Which yeah. thank you, Danica. That was really sweet right, of you. Right. Um, um so now chapter nine. <laughs> chapter nine is a little weird. It's a different perspective. We find out it's from Hunt's perspective, Hunt Ethelar, uh-huh. who, if we remember, is the Umber Mortis. And I just and have to say, Kim,
1: that I literally only have like three notes because it just like doesn't matter much.
0: <laughs> well, no. It it you know, he's the Umber Mortis. He is Micah's personal assassin. And that's really what's key here is this chapter is from Hunt's point of view, and it's about An assassination he's doing for Micah.
1: And it's basically just setting up a little bit of his background information.
0: Like, it really is.
1: Literally all it's doing. The details don't, I mean, obviously, as we always say, like, if you want all the details, go read it. But essentially, it's just setting up a little bit of his backstory about, like, Mm -hmm. hey, in case you forgot, he's basically a hired.
0: This is why he does what he does. Yeah,
1: he's basically a hired hitman. (laughs) Yeah. He basically has to buy his freedom by doing a bunch of hitman jobs. (laughs) Yep. 2,217 to to be precise. (laughs) I
0: know, that's like a crazy number.
1: Well, given that's a crazy number, given he's on, uh, what is it, like 82?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's only on 82. He's got a few more to go.
1: He's going to be doing this. Yeah, 80 fucking two is what he says. (laughs)
0: He'll be doing this for only a few more years.
1: Just, just yeah, a few. Just a little more time. It's taken him four years to do eighty-two, and he he owes basically two thousand lives over two thousand. lives.
0: Because they're 2, 000 holding 000. him responsible for all of the lives lost at the rebellion when the when the one group of angels rebelled, yeah. and because he was the general under the archangel who led the rebellion, and so they're holding him responsible as her general, even yeah. though he knows he didn't kill that many people,
1: right. Right. Which is kind of a fascinating I mean that's pretty much all this chapter is
0: about. Yeah. That's so literally you do get all this chapter tid- is about. <laughs> well, yeah, but you do get one little tidbit of information because after he finishes his job, he comes back to the comidium, right. which is where the angels live. And he goes to take his shower and he has to go through the the shared communal like living room. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Family room, whatever it is. Yeah. And one of the other, and and it's really, it's the one that only the Triari use apparently because everybody that's in it are Triari. Yeah. And one of the Triari passes on a message to him saying, Isaiah told me Micah wants you two playing investigators tomorrow for some shit in the old square. Isaiah will call you after breakfast with the details. So he's got to go to old square tomorrow with Isaiah. And basically, that's the whole chapter. I mean, really I will say, I did
1: highlight one thing that more or less matters to this backstory. Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. we told you that he, um, basically, because of how the whole rebellion thing went down, because he was the general, basically, Mm -hmm. to win his... The only reason he doesn't hate answering to Micah out of everybody is because at least Micah had the decency to be like, okay, tell you what, like, you can basically pay off your debt to us by doing as many doing hits as you were responsible for like people dying and that's how that 2000 number came up but the thing is that there was one sentence in here that was really fucking confusing and it doesn't I mean they explain it eventually sort of but just so you know there was a very confusing sentence in here because you have to know who Sandril is where basically yes. long story short he's glad that he's dealing with Micah now instead of Sandril because Sandril is his dead lover's twin sister I'm gonna say yes. that again Sandriel is his dead lover's twin sister. For some reason, that sentence, when you read it in your head, is a little like, who's dead? Who's dead? Who's dead? Because it gets, it it wasn't put into a paragraph that made sense. It wasn't like, hey, by the way, during this flashback, um, Sandriel, who's been introduced already, like, you know, it it, it isn't explained that way. It's literally, that is the description of Sandriel. But you're like, who the fuck is Sandriel? who the fuck is this deadlock? Like, huh? But long story short, um,
0: Sandriel's twin is Shahar. right? And Shahar well, is the archangel who led the rebellion. Right. And so will find out why she led it. But right. it, it's really complicated and Hunt and Shahar were an item.
1: But the long story, the point of that is just to say that he was her general. And so that's why it's like, obviously Sandriel would be an, a particularly a bad person for him to have to answer to. Because it, you know, twin against twin, twin power problems. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the point is, is I just laughed because the way that sentence was described, that is a really weird way to introduce two pieces of information in one sentence who Sam yeah, is, and the fact that that's his ex lover's, like he has an ex lover at all. Because up to this point, you didn't really know that. Right. So you're like, wait a minute, he has an ex-lover. His ex-lover is also dead. His ex-lover is also a twin, and it's the twin of Sandra. Wow, that's a lot of fucking information in one, like, 5 words. Ends.
0: It is. It's it's a really weird way to unpack that info. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I agree. Anyway, it's, that's all chapter it's nine,
1: though.
0: It's <laughs> really chapter nine. I mean, really and truly, that is chapter nine. Yeah. Um...
1: And chapter uh, 10 and starts off in my favorite way to ever start a chapter because I feel like this all the time. It was barely 10 in the morning and Tuesday was already fucked.
0: <laughs> yeah. It really is. I mean, hmm. so it's from Bryce's point of view. And Bryce is um, in the, she's in the, uh, she's at the, the gallery. I'm sorry. I don't know why I kept wanting to say <laughs> studio and I'm like, studio no, is not the not right, right thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I had, I had her in a studio, not an art gallery. Well gallery. And I'm saying that very loosely anyway. Um, so she's at the gallery and she's got this couple browsing through and the dude is a complete douche canoe. And he's basically, it's, it's this fake couple and the dude is trying to like impress the girl And you know I've got money, yada yada yada, and he's just being a total douche. And I'm like, really, guy? Like, I'm not even impressed. But whatever. And Bryce, Pro Bryce is like, well, you know, take your time. I'm, I'm at your disposal. So I thought that was really interesting. um, That Bryce is like, yeah, okay, take your time, whatever. And as they're walking around, we do find out, and I thought this was interesting as he's they, this couple is looking at all the stuff in the gallery and it's only the main floor mind you because they don't get to go downstairs to the secret space. Right. Nobody's allowed down there. Um with very few exceptions. But it Bryce in her monologue says, you know, Jessica did most of the art acquisitions, which was why she was away so often. But Bryce herself had tracked down and purchased a good number of pieces. And then we sold them for a steep profit. (laughs) Because it's not just art that they have. No, no, no. They are doing antiquities type art. Right. They deal with old stuff. Anyway, she's brought out of her little reverie and mental monologue when the front door buzzes. And she's like, what the hell? I'm not expecting anyone. You know, I mean, it's that whole, why is, who's at the door, right? Yeah, and
1: I just want you to know... Sorry, I have to show you this, and our friends can't, because this is an auditory medium and a visual medium, they cannot see this. But I need you to understand that in my printed copy, for no known reason, the, the section, this section where they're like, you know, yeah, doorbell rang, who the fuck that be, do And then it says, Bryce beheld he was standing on the sidewalk and froze. Tuesday was indeed fucked. Why is that sentence randomly in the middle of the page?
0: I don't know, but it's <laughs> randomly in the middle of the page.
1: Floating, like, centered on the page, like,
0: three. Honestly, because here's the thing. This book doesn't do little snowflakes.
1: <laughs> right. what the fuck am I looking at?
0: <laughs> You're looking at a, a space to indicate where a snowflake would have been.
1: Oh, do we think that's the problem?
0: I think that's what it is. is it's a snowflake.
1: Oh. It's the invisible and then then maybe the justification is just off by one?
0: It might be anyway it's, it's very weird, mine.
1: i will probably take a picture and put it on our uh uh instagram like in the in the stories because my post-it note literally says what the fuck is this format
0: <laughs> works for me please do because I, I i really think it's the invisible snowflake because it's yeah, not the first time i've seen it
1: like indented too you know what i mean like i think yeah i think that maybe that was supposed to be like fixed in it
0: no because this book doesn't have snowflakes I can tell you that for a fact.
1: Right. But I'm just saying, like, I wonder if that's, yeah, like it it just somehow missed it in its like editing, printing situation. I don't know. Anyway, just very know. weird. Anyway, sorry, carry on.
0: <laughs> anyway. So apparently whoever is outside does not make Bryce happy. Yeah. We find out that standing outside are Isaiah and Hunt. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> So this is what they were doing in the old square. <laughs>
1: right.
0: And Isaiah is in his immaculate suit, and Hunt is just like, "Yeah all right, whatever I'm here." <laughs> and it's funny because Isaiah's like he pushes the button three times, the buzzer, and he's like, "Well, maybe she's not here." And Hunt is hysterical because he's like, "Oh, she's here." <laughs> the Santafir still lingered on the sidewalk. And I'm just like, but I, I found it really cute because the description of her scent kills me. For I have an Because it's like the scent of her still lingered on the sidewalk, lilac and nutmeg, and something he couldn't quite place, like the gleam of the first stars at nightfall.
1: Okay, but I still thought this was a whack thing to say because I was just like, wow, this man is literally like, grumble, grumble. I don't want to be here. Lilacs. <laughs> I, I swear my thought process of this is a like grumble grumble I don't want to be here mm, lilacs fuck her though <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah and I, I, just like, I just feel like I Isaiah is like probably giving him side like you okay over there dude like, what is going on with you
0: <laughs> well you know and the thing about this one is that cracks me up is so it's they talk about lilac well you know fair scent is para and lilac Yeah, yeah. With a little bit of Reese's scent mixed in now. So it's like, hmm, lilac and stars. Hmm. (laughs) Mm. Are we somehow related to the Night Court? I don't know, maybe. 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 I don't know. So who knows? Maybe we're getting, who knows. Anyway, I just thought it was a really weird, quinky dinky thing.
1: Yeah, I just like that my note was like, back at it with the smells. Woo!
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was such an Avatar moment. It was. And for anybody who's read me on this and knows, just put a button in it. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. It does come back, but we'll explain all of it later. Anyway, um, it, it is explained that Isaiah and Hunt are there to speak with Bryce. And she's just like, well, I'm busy. I don't have time. Um, I can make play- time for you in three weeks. Mm, not going to happen. Yeah. So you find out that these two fay finally leave because Isaiah and Hunter are like, okay, fine. They go across the street to wait because they realize that the, the clients. So they're like, it- do they really have clients? Does she really have clients in there? And when the clients do leave, um, it just, it cracks me up because they see Bryce standing at the door and she waves at them. (laughs) like, hello! And they come back over and Hunt is just like... Because Bryce is like, I'll see you all in three weeks! And Hunt is like, don't waste my fucking time, Quinlan. So it's like, oops. Yeah. Mm, Don't think so.
1: I'm just very confused, Kim. Because again, we get a description where I'm like okay, even if it was 22 months, what? Because it says that like, Hunt smiled slowly, showing all his teeth, he waited for the realization who he was. She knows! Already!
0: She knows who you are.
1: They've met! met.
0: Well, but it's not even that. She knows him by reputation, if nothing else, I know, but they've
1: also met!
0: (laughs) I know. So, like... Whether she remembers that or not is a whole different story, though. Okay,
1: but it was 22 months, not... Years like Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> I I agree. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> I also laughed because it was like showing all his teeth, and I said, "Wait a minute!" Did I miss the part where he's part alligator? Doesn't he just got teeth like the fucking rest of us?
0: I guess I don't know. Like what the fuck? So it's a either? very Cassian you know description. It's a very Cassian like description.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just fucking weird to me, showing all his teeth. It yeah, is. like congratulations, he has them all. <laughs> Are we implying that the others of the 33rd have had some of theirs knocked out over time? Like, I don't understand.
0: (laughs) Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe (laughs) Hunt did it. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I just thought it was a weird thing. So anyway, yeah, so they meet fucking again in case we forgot.
0: (laughs) Yep. Anyway, so Hunt finally is like, I'm done playing games, and he's like, we're here about a murder. Right. Which I love. Which does get them in the door.
1: Yeah.
0: And Isaiah is finally like, a murder occurred on the outskirts of the meat market last night and we believe you knew the victim. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, womp womp. So now
0: Bryce is doing a mental fuck, 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 who is it? Right? Yeah, she's also
1: like, well, I only have six fucking friends at this point, so.
0: (laughs) Her, Her world is pretty small. Yeah,
1: she's like, well.
0: So she's like, who? And Isaiah's like, Maximus Tertian. We have reports that you had a meeting with him in the VIP mezzanine of the White Raven two hours before his death. And Bryce is like, Maximus Tertian is dead.
1: Who did it? Right.
0: And then Isaiah's like, well, that's what we're trying to find out. Okay, dude, like really? Cut to the chase because she's not a bullshit kind of girl. Right. Right. They they go after her about her alibi, the whole bit. And she's like, I'm sure somebody's already said that Maximus and I parted on unfriendly terms. We met to finish up the deal for the gallery. And when it was done, he thought he was entitled to some personal time with me. And then Bryce is like, I don't know where he went after the raven. If he was killed on the outskirts of the meat market, I assume he was heading there to purchase what he wanted to take from me. And then right. Isaiah, and this is where you were talking about the question coming up about him, and Isaiah's like, well, was his behavior last night different from how he acted during previous meetings? To which, Bryce replies, we only interacted over right. emails on the phone. But I'd say no. Well, last just, night I that, was our so, first... why'd
1: you show up to, like, the, again, so, like, what the fuck are you showing up without a weapon
0: for? Like, come on! <laughs> Not only that, but why are you showing up dressed like you're gonna go club? Like, Really?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, this is a no way one of those, like, oh, she was asking for it. Like, that's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is if you're going to deal with known slime balls to make money, then you have to know that the slime balls are going to be slimy. So please show up to said meeting prepared.
0: <laughs> exactly. Dressed appropriately to deal with said slime ball. Right, uh, exactly. Like we're
1: not- Saying, don't go to the club and do whatever the fuck you want. By all means, go to the club and do whatever the fuck you want. But that's not what we're doing in this scene. We were fucking doing business with a known slime ball. That would be like showing up to, like, meet with a mob boss and then acting fucking shocked that they fucking work for the mob. (laughs)
0: Like...
1: Right.
0: What? (laughs) Because she continues to say, he acted exactly as his past behavior would indicate. And Hunt's like, why not meet here? Why the Raven? Fair question, right? And then we find out, so Bryce continues, and she's like, well, he got off on the thrill of acting like our deal was secretive. He claimed he didn't trust that my boss wasn't recording the meeting, but he really just wanted people to notice him, to see him doing deals. I had to slide him the paperwork in a bill folio, and he swapped it with one of his own, that sort of thing. And then she's like, well, how did he die? And Isaiah's like, well, those details are classified. Ha. Huh. Anyway, she's like, I can't help you. Tersh and I did the deal. He got handsy and he left. And they, you know, in in their conversation that they have uh, in their own monologues, they're like, yeah, well, that's basically what the witness is in the camera's are agreeing to, but hey, whatever. Um, and then she's like, and then Isaiah's stupid because then he goes, Well, when and, and when did Pr- Prince Rune Dannon show up? And she's like, <laughs> All right, if you know everything, why are you asking me? Because again, that totally tells her that they've seen all the video footage.
1: Yeah, like I said, this just feels like typical. Again, I laughed because I was like, I'm sorry, but this still feels like a typical law and order thing. I was like, It does.
0: It wow. totally feels like Law & Order.
1: Yeah, I was like... CSI
0: is coming. Three.
1: My exact note says, I'm in for episode two of Law & Order Fate
0: Unit. <laughs> Something. Shaping, yeah. up, shaping up to be a good season, guys. <laughs> yeah. And then braces is circle. She goes, you know, you two never told me your names. And I love it because you know damn well and good she knows who this is. But does she say anything? No. She's going to play stupid. And so Isaiah is like, I'm Isaiah Tiberian, commander of the 33rd Imperial Legion. And this is Hunt Athelar, to which Hunt goes his second, which I thought is really interesting. Um, But they do that. They keep going back and forth. And then I, I love how it says in here, Isaiah, apparently not amused that there was one person in this city who didn't fall at his feet, said a tad stiffly do you have people who can verify your whereabouts after you left the White Raven? And she's like, just my doorman and Rune Dannon, but you already knew that. Which I think is hysterical because she's calling them out. And then Isaiah's like, well, would you call Rune Dannon a friend? And Bryce is like, he's a distant cousin. Okay,
1: but like also, like what kind of fucking detective work is that? Like, we already know this.
0: Like, Dude, I know you know this shit, too. Like, what the fuck?
1: Right, again, it's been 22 months, not 22 years. What the fuck are we doing? Like, we are literally, like, rehashing the same shit we just did. I'm, I, it, like I said, it is, I'm actually agreeing, I agree with you at this point. I honest to God think there was a point where she had written chapters one through seven and then contemplated starting the book here instead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or do you think she started at chapter eight? Wrote the rest of the book, and then her editor was like, "Make it make more sense." And so she wrote chapters yeah. one through seven.
0: It's possible. I don't know
1: because I just feel like we're getting a lot of this information twice.
0: I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So I really don't know because I, I'm not, I'm not in on the writing process for SJM.
1: Really, you're not?
0: <laughs> no, I wish I was sometimes, but I'm not. Um anyway so Bryce is like well have fun talking to Rue (laughs) and Isaiah is like just a moment we weren't just sent here to ask you about your whereabouts so then of course she's hysterical because she goes oh so you want to buy something pretty for the governor (laughs) right dude girlfriend is dangerous and he's like Hunt is like, well, funny you should mention him. He's on his way here now. To which Bryce does the, oh, shit. Right. Micah just told us to get information from you about last night, and then make sure you were available, and have your boss get, have you get your boss on the line. She's like, Micah is coming here. And Isaiah looks at his watch. She's like, yeah, he'll be here in ten minutes. I suggest you call your boss.
1: To which I thought, like, This was some stupid fucking timing because, like, if you want to talk to somebody who's not physically in the building, you're probably going to need more than ten fucking minutes to make them, like, appear.
0: Right. But whatever. It is Micah. He is an archangel, so who knows?
1: Nobody asked us.
0: Yeah. And she's like, why do I need to call my boss? And, And Hunt is finally like, because Maximus Tertian's injuries were identical to the ones inflicted upon Danica, Fendier, and the pack of devils, pulped and dismembered. And she's like, but Philip Briggs and then she's she's doing the math and she realizes that it's very possible that Philip Briggs did not kill Danica and the pack of devils and therefore because he's in prison, he shouldn't have been able to kill Tertian so oh shit, oh shit, oh shit you know that isn't anyway So then she looks at them and she goes, you think Briggs didn't do it? Didn't kill Danica and her pack? And Isaiah's like, we don't know for sure. And he goes, but the specific details of how they all died never leaked. So we have a good reason to believe that this wasn't a copycat murder. Oh, shit. We still have a killer out there, boys and girls. And then they ask her, has she met with Sabine? And and Bryce is like, "Mm -mm, nope. (laughs) I try to avoid that at all costs. Anyway. They agree to step outside so she can call her boss. And see, we get the little weird gappy space thing again. And that's why I say it's the invisible snowflake. It's after fine. He and Quinlan could spar later. Poor Brace. She, call, she calls, she calls Jessaba. And Jessaba's like, two legionaries are here. The commander of the 33rd and the Umber Mortis. And she acknowledges, she, she recognized them both. And, um jessica's like why to which bryce is like maximus tertian was murdered last night the same way danica and the pack and then she's like it seems like philip briggs might not have killed danica so oh shit what's going on and then jessica's like did the angels accuse you of anything bryce is like no not quite the governor is coming here (laughs) And and then to interrogate you
1: Right. It sort of comes off like a mom, like where it's like, wait, what did you do? I didn't do anything. Are you sure? Like, why is the principal calling
0: yeah, me I mean, but it's me cute it? because a, I mean, as bitchy as she describes Jessica, it's kind of sweet to see that Jessica really does kind of care about her. Yeah, she definitely
1: way. has like, why is the principal calling me vibes? Yeah.
0: <laughs> But I love the whole thing because she's like, to interrogate you? And then Bryce is like, I hope not. He wants to talk to you, too. Does Tertian's father know he's dead? I don't know. I need to make phone calls before the governor comes, and then she's like, "The the governor will be here soon."
1: How soon? Eight fucking minutes.
0: <laughs> eight minutes. Eight. I was just going there. Eight minutes, people. Eight, like precisely eight minutes. Long. I'm like, long. Oh shit. So anyway, Jessica's like, "Did you?" Is everything put away? And Bryce is like, I'll yes, but I'll double check everything. And and you know, Jess was like, Well, you know what to do. So anyway, they go. But right before I think it's so cute because Lily is so sweet. She she taps on the door and she's like, BB, are you all right? <laughs> and she's like, Go back to your post, Lily. Keep syrinx quiet. So I, I think it's sweet because yeah. you find out that that you know, Lily is is they really do care about one another as much as they irritate one another they do care and it's really sweet and that's basically the end of chapter 10 so here we are chapter 11
1: chapter 11 is really short
0: (laughs) it is but I love how it starts the first sentence cracks me up the archangel rang the buzzer precisely 7 minutes later
1: yeah yeah he ain't nothing if not on time
0: (laughs) yeah early even
1: (laughs) He's also really pretty, guys.
0: He is. Like, and, and, like, it's explained. I just think it's really interesting because Bryce is, like, not my type, but damn. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and maybe it's because I've been reading too much, like, Katie Robert, but I'm just saying, the description of his voice definitely, SJM was like, what? I'm describing his voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, no, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, you want to know, just go read it. Uh, we don't want yeah, to get any elect, uh, elected officials in our state. Um.
0: <laughs> anyway, I do, I do love it, though, because he comes in, and the first thing he says to her is, I assume your employer will be joining us through the vid screen, so... Yeah, they're going to be doing a video conference. Okay. Yep,
1: we're getting on Zoom.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. It's a Zoom call. And she's like, Miss Roga is waiting for our call. And they all get comfy because she brought a chair up from downstairs so that everybody had a place to sit.
1: Very nice of her. Very nice.
0: <clears throat> it was. And she's like, you know, can I offer you anything to drink? No, and, very professional. <laughs> yeah. Micah is like, no. And they don't need anything either, meaning Hunt and Isaiah.
1: Ie, shut up, sit down. Let's get this phone call started.
0: <laughs> yeah, and basically, Mecca's like, then call her. So she calls uh, Jessica. To which Jessica's answer is, "Is the screen ready?" And Bryce is like, "Whenever you are." They hang up. They well, they bring up the screen. Jessica's seen through it, and they hang up the phones. So Jessica is on this call with the four of them sitting in the gallery. The other four in the gallery. And Micah is like, Jessica. Jessica goes, pleased as I am to see your handsome face. I'd like to know why you called this meeting. Unless the Danica thing was an excuse to talk to sweet Bryce. Again, totally the mom thing going on here. And Micah is like, tempting as your assistant is. We have important matters to discuss. Oh, shit. (laughs) And because, like, I believe my Treari informed Ms. Quinlan of the murder last night, one that was an exact match for the deaths of Danica Fendir and the pack of devils two years ago. And I'm sharing this information so that we might combine resources and his participation in the larger human rebellion. However, this means that a dangerous murderer remains loose in the city, unable to summon a lethal demon for sport or revenge we do not know. I will admit that my 33rd and the Auxiliary have exhausted their resources, but the summit is in just over a month, and there are individuals attending who will see these murders as proof that I am not in control of my city, let alone this territory, and seek to use it against me. So Bryce is like, fuck, this is just for PR. Still weird that they're involving her, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah.
1: And I feel like Jessica, yeah, I feel like Jessica's basically the only one with any fucking common sense in this whole thing, where Jessica's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me, you'll be coming here to my gallery to be like, "Mm, I need your people. And I'm like, why? And you're like, to solve a murder. And I'm like, but we fucking sell art here. Exactly. (laughs) Like, Jessica's like, I am missing the part of this that makes my fucking basically secretary front door girl (laughs) To solve fucking murder.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was the murder that just happened was identical to the one that happened to her best friend, but
1: but she's still not fucking you know? detective. <laughs> Jessica's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you shitting with me, though? <laughs> like...
0: Yeah. So then, Jessica is like, okay, if if it's because of if it's PR because of the summit, something must be happening at the summit, right? So then, she asks him what's happening. And he's like, oh, we're going to recognize the new witch queen. And the Asteri are sending Sandriel to deliver a report from the Senate regarding the level <laughs> conflict. Hunt and Isaiah didn't know this and oh shit, they both like about had to shit cut, they, they about like shit bricks right there because of it. And even Jessica's thinking, fuck. Of all the people, her? And is like, a little like, bit
1: like inviting Amarantha to the party. <laughs>
0: like, exactly. It's like, but We're why, gonna though? though. Amarantha's going to come and provide a report from the King of Highburn.
1: Right. It's like, but Ooh. why, though?
0: <laughs> it's like, Sandra will arrive at the committee next week at the Asteri's request. She will be my guest until the summit. So she's going to be here for over a month. Fuck, <laughs> right? And also the point of view switches the point of view from the chapter switches though from, from and it switched when after Micah dropped the bomb from Bryce's point of view to Hunt's point of view, and Hunt is literally having a panic attack. Poor dude. And Micah's like, Miss Quinlan is thus far the only person to have witnessed the demon murderer that has summoned, that was summoned. And so Bryce is like, well, what about the angel in the alley? You know, the one that she, like, kept his heart in. Saved him from bleeding out completely. And Micah's like, he had never memories of the attack. It was an ambush. Considering the delicate nature of the investigation, I am now willing to look outside the box. For assistance in solving these murders before they become a true problem. Okay, then. So then, you know, they do more of the nicey-nicey, plate, plate, plate. And then Quinlan, like, while the conversation is also going on, she's like, you said there was another connection between the murders and the one now, beyond the style. And then Micah drops the bomb of, well, Maximus Tertium and Danica Fendir were friends. And, of course, Bryce is like, they didn't know each other. To which Micah says... I suspect the maid had been a good deal about which she didn't inform you. I would have known she were friends with Maximus Tershin, Quinlan Ground out. Interesting.
1: I said this is where the next long word dun-dun would have
0: been. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And then Micah continues, he's such a dick. Because then he continues, he's like, there's also the fact that you knew Danica and Maximus Tershin that You were at the White Raven nightclub on each of the nights that the murders happened. The similarity is enough to be of interest. And Jessica is like, are, are you seeing Bryce as a suspect? And Micah, being the asshole that he is, is like, Well, not yet, but anything is possible.
1: But Jessica's like, I ain't stupid. Which one is it? If she is she a suspect or do you want her help? She can't be both, you dumbass. Yeah,
0: both. <laughs> it's like, total asshole. Anyway. You know, they they continue to discuss all the information and the people coming and who could help with this.
1: I'm just obsessed with the fact that it basically boils down to them finally being like, the whole thing is, is we want your help because I quote, crime statistics suggest that it's likely Danica knew her killer, and I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just discovered clearly Bryce did not know some of Danica's friends so it seems a little bit you know useless
0: yeah pretty much
1: it's like I feel like we just shot that out of the water it's like well you probably know who killed Danica because Danica probably knew her killer by the way did you know Danica knew uh, uh, a creepy face no okay well then my whole plan just got fucked (laughs) like
0: (laughs) right, go Micah
1: yeah, I was like, well, this anyway, is going well.
0: <laughs> Jessica is very, it finally concedes, she's like, very well. She she allows for it, and and basically we find out that Bryce and Hunt are being paired up to do the investigation together. She looks at Jessica and at Micah, and she's like, I'll find them. And then I want you to wipe them off the fucking planet.
1: <laughs> Which, like, sure, do it. Love it. Love the energy.
0: Go, so girl. Girl after my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bryce is like, you know, fine. And then he's like, Jessica's funny. So right before she gets off, she goes, dude, try not to die, Bryce. I'd hate to endure the inconvenience of of training someone new.
1: I know. I love that. I was like, I love this delivery. I'm here for it.
0: Like, okay. Anyway, it's over. The call's ended. And Micah gets up to leave. And Isaiah and Hunt go follow me out behind him. And Hunt stops her at the door because they're going to have to work together. And he's like, make a list of suspects today. Anyone who might have wanted Danica and her pack dead. If Danica knew her murderer, odds were that Price probably did too. And make a list of Danica's locations and activities during the last few days of her life. Bryce just smiles at him and he steps out. And the door shuts. And she pours through the intercom to him. I'll call you. Don't bother me until then. And the chapter ends. <laughs> so we're still doing Law and Order, yeah. Yeah. So we're about to start crime and we're about to start CSI because CSI? well, right. She's now officially investigating the murder. But okay. So yeah, that's that's this entire section. Yeah, I yeah like i feel like i like the direction
1: we're going um i just feel like there have been multiple times in our first you know couple episodes covering this so you know one through three chapters one through 12 basically but like i do still stand by i can kind of see why some people hit this point and are like for the love of god friends is it worth it is it yeah because we are over 10 percent in we were at the 11 mark when we finished chapter seven I remember because I wrote it down but anyway so the point is like where are we now
0: my book says we're at 18 percent yeah yeah
1: so I mean I can sort of see how some people are like this is taking too long because we are basically like. usually I think most people I could be wrong but I think most people determine if they're going to push forward or DNF somewhere around 20 percent So, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm here for the ride. I'm excited to see what happens next. I mean, I love me some Law and Order, so this is, like, right up my alley. But I admittedly do see how some people at this point are like, I'm
0: bored! Get to the point! Um, And this is why, when I said before, this story does not lend itself to songs as well as... Sure. ...the other one, because of one, the way it's paced, and two, just the overall subject matter. Like, certain sections are just certain episodes we're just not gonna have songs and that's the case with this one like I don't have any because what am I gonna do club music and the law and order thing I mean <laughs> right that's kind of all we've got and I that so you know we do it's it, it's definitely it's a different type of book it's a fun book it's a lot of it's a great story I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited for you to get there because having read it all the way through yeah. twice now and this is my third time through it I'm seeing Easter eggs that got left.
1: Sure. sure. <laughs> and I'm
0: like, Oh, Oh,
1: <laughs> that's always a good time. So yeah. So like, I'm excited. It should be a good time, but yeah. So basically all, all of that to say, hang in there. We're, I think we're getting to where it's going to pick up, but also we have no songs, So I guess I'm just going to launch into socials
0: now. <laughs> Please. Please and thank you.
1: Remember they all have two A's like Sarah J. Mass's name. Website MassiveFansBookClub.com, Facebook at massive fans book club and podcast, Twitter at massive podcast, Instagram at massive fans podcast, Pinterest at massive fans, TikTok at massive fan pod. Yay! Find us on all the things. That's a good time. It's a good time.
0: <laughs> it is. And thank you all for for again understanding our our one week off. Hopefully, hopefully everybody in my house, other than who already has COVID, we all stay healthy. Yep. That's my fingers my crossed. Hope.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. And watch for our socials. We'll let you know what the next section is going to cover. Um, I'm, I haven't figured it all the way out yet because, again, COVID, I got off on my mapping, so I apologize. All good. All and good. Uh, we'll let you all know. And, you know, thanks again for listening in and joining us for the ride. Exactly. We're having a lot of fun. We are. We are.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. So, um. okay, bye.